and welcome to Newsmax Daily for Thursday, April 13th, 2023. National Thomas Jefferson Day, celebrating the birthday of the third president of the United States, the principal author of the Declaration of Independence, and one of the most influential founding fathers of our country. A big day for history buffs and presidential historians, I would imagine. It's also a big day on the food calendar for foodies. Hashtag National Peach Cobbler Day. And it's National Scrabble Day. You know, the board game. So maybe you can pick up some cobbler or make some and eat it while playing Scrabble. Like the good old days when families actually did things together. In the news, severe weather hitting several parts of the country again on Wednesday, including South Florida. Southeast 17th Street, Southeast 1st Avenue. And she said the water is coming in in the vehicle at this moment as we spoke. Flooding temporarily closed the Fort Lauderdale Airport and shut down some major roadways and schools today. 10 states, at least 10 states, from California to Michigan are under flood alerts, not from rain, but potential flooding from high temperatures that's now melting all of the snow. If you have any travel plans today, you should definitely be on alert and check with your airline before you go. And Rocket Man is at it again. North Korea fired another ballistic missile, forcing some residents of Japan to have to evacuate and take cover. Japan later said the missile didn't land near land. The 27th launch this year from North Korea, all landing in the sea. And topping the headlines, President Biden wrapping up his three-day tour of Ireland with a speech to the Irish Parliament. An honor to return, and I talk about returning again to the home of my ancestors, to celebrate the, uh, the, the things that bind Ireland and the United States. You know, the thing, the thing that the, uh, the 25th anniversary thing. Then the president, his son, and sister attend a banquet at Dublin Castle. So why exactly is the president on vacation or business in Ireland? Yeah, the 25th anniversary of the peace agreement. We've talked about that. But why is he really there? And I've been asking, why is Hunter with him? And if you've seen video of Hunter shaking hands and waving to the crowd like some kind of rock star, Greg Kelly has more on the Biden's trip. Hunter Biden is with his dad on this. And quite frankly, it's shameless. I mean, look, Hunter, Hunter is acting like he is somehow an ambassador or a senator or a vice president. His dad's wingman on this trip. It's the height of arrogance. The fact that I'm here with my sister, Valerie, and my youngest son, Hunter Biden. Stand up, guys. I'm proud of you. Really? Has he been through the laptop? Has he looked at the newspaper? <laughs> All right. Proud. That's pushing it. But it's kind of arrogant bringing that kid on the international stage, don't you think? After, well, there's a great big cloud over him. We know what he did. The association. This is why I think Joe's not running for president. This is the last time, the last big trip he can make where he's not a lame duck. He can show off his family because it's kind of a middle finger to everybody. (laughs) Look at me. I'm the president. I think this is the last hurrah. He wouldn't have brought Hunter otherwise. Could be wrong, but we'll see. Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports, 10 p.m. Eastern on Newsmax. And I have been saying the same exact thing, Greg. I spoke with Greta Van Susteren as well. I've said on this podcast and on the radio... 
I think Biden and the Democrats will keep saying Joe is running for re-election as long as they possibly can. And then when they can't say it anymore, something like Joe saying after conversations with my family because of Jill, etc., etc., he won't be running. Then again, there's ego, there's power, and who knows, but my hunch and the hunch of a lot of other people is that in the end, he's not going to run for re-election. So Newsmax broke the news yesterday that President Donald Trump is suing his former attorney, Michael Cohen, for more than $500 million, that according to a filing in Florida. Trump seeking damages from Cohen for compensatory, incidental, actual, and punitive damages or losses. The lawsuit accuses Cohen of violating his attorney-client relationship by revealing confidences and spreading falsehoods in books, podcasts, and on his many, many media appearances. Among other things, the suit saying that Cohen wrongfully called Donald Trump racist in his book and fabricated conversations with Trump. Big time, New York defense attorney Randy Zellin told Newsmax the lawsuit by Trump could be a brilliant move. What is this really all about? It is potentially at one time both a brilliant and potentially very dangerous maneuver by former President Trump. What I believe he's trying to do right now is a couple of things. First of all, he's trying to get Mr. Cohen to talk through the pleadings, through affidavits, through the production of discovery. He's trying to get potential evidence that he can use both in the criminal trial or other criminal trials, and to impeach Mr. Cohn if Mr. Cohn is called as a witness by any prosecutor. So from that standpoint, absolutely brilliant. The truth of the matter is he could sue him for 500 million, 500 billion. There is the question of A, is it collectible? B, is there a a cause of action or a claim for the breach of the attorney-client privilege? Where it gets dangerous for Mr. Trump is because the crime fraud exception, meaning if he was using Mr. Cohn to help further criminal activity, now there's no privilege. So that could be opening up, quite frankly, uh, a a big can of worms. Well, interesting. The the wheels of justice, especially in New York State and New York City, uh, turn very slowly. And we already have D.A. Bragg. Uh, bringing the charges against the former president. Now, maybe this is a different court system. I guess this would be a a civil endeavor. Um, How would this time-wise be affected? Because you're talking about discovery. So they would want the information before they actually got into the case against him from Mr. Bragg. Well, remember something. At its earliest, Mr. Trump doesn't have to go back to court in Manhattan until December. December. And that's not for trial. That will probably be for a status conference. We all know that right out of the Trump playbook is delay, stall, delay, stall, delay, stall. So in my opinion, he's got all the time in the world to generate in Florida to get Mr. Cohn to speak, to get Mr. Cohn to write, also to get his narrative out there without having to worry about being cross-examined in a criminal trial, because you know these are publicly filed documents. They will be able to talk about them differently than they would be in the criminal case. So they get to, again, taint a potential jury pool just with these Florida filings. So once again, it is potentially 
an absolutely brilliant strategy by Team Trump. Defense attorney Randy Zellin on American Agenda with Bob Sellers. This basically is Trump being Trump, right? He's been suing people for years, long before he got into politics, and people have been suing him for years, and even more so since he became president. Trump is back in New York today, believe it or not, for another deposition, this one in the civil case brought against him by Attorney General Letitia James. She filed a lawsuit against Trump and his company for misleading banks by inflating the value of some of his properties. It never ends. Yesterday, I mentioned popular South Carolina Republican Senator Tim Scott was announcing an exploratory committee as he considers a run at the Republican presidential nomination for 2024. We get more from Greta Van Susteren and CPAC Chairman Matt Schlapp. Let me talk to uh, talk about Senator Tim Scott, who is not officially announcing, but everyone sort of half announces right now the big hint. Um, and he, you know, he's 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 indicating he's going to run for president, but he's got he's got to run for pre- he doesn't want to alienate the Trump base, and he wants to be able to get the votes. How, how do you navigate this? Because he he is a gentleman, actually. I mean, he's he's not a guy yeah. that's going to go for someone's throat. Yeah, I agree. He has a reputation for being a. Uh, a very likable, reasonable guy. The other thing that's interesting is uh, running, obviously, uh, as a very unique person. He's a black Republican, a conservative in the United States Senate. You know, the Republican Party has uh, honored each uh, African-American who decided to run for president by having them lead in the polls. So don't be surprised if Tim Scott kind of pops here um, because he's got a good track record to run on. But your question is, how do you run against the king of MAGA without making MAGA supporters upset? Well, obviously you don't. Um, If you're going to run against Trump and if you're going to do so aggressively, uh, you will alienate that base. I don't think there's any other way about it. So you have to ask yourself, is he really running to be president to get this nomination or is he running to raise his profile to be a vice president? I don't know. But if you do it kind of in a carefully, in a kind way, um, you're probably not going to get the brass ring. And if you do it in an aggressive way, you're going to alienate. It's not just the Trump base, Greta. It's a majority of Republicans who really like the job he did as president and like those policies. Matt Schlapp, CPAC chairman and author on the record with Greta Van Susteren, who noted that the former South Carolina governor, Nikki Haley, who's also running for president, actually appointed Tim Scott to the Senate back in 2012 when then-Senator Jim DeMint retired. And just a note or something to think about, Mick Mulvaney, Donald Trump's former chief of staff, and Trey Gowdy also were South Carolina congressmen. We go from South Carolina to Tennessee, where politics are not nearly as stable. The second Democrat that had been expelled from the state house for protesting with demonstrators on the House floor, Justin Pearson, was reinstated a day after his colleague, Justin Jones, was reinstated. And trending this morning, old video that appears to show Tennessee State Rep Justin Jones stopping cars and assaulting drivers with some other men back in 2020. When he was expelled, Jones had claimed that the narrative that he was violent was false. And I'm sure we'll hear more about that today. But if you missed any of what happened Wednesday after Justin Pearson was reinstated, we go back to Greg Kelly. You know, not a lot of people want that job. If more people wanted to be the representative from uh, the 86th district in Memphis, more people would have ran and more people would have voted. He got elected, remember this, 
with 443 votes. That's what made him the representative from uh, the 86th district. That's it. In the general election, in the general election, this is communism, uh, basically. This is not... Uh, this is not democracy. All right, so he gets the job back, and he is so happy. I mean, the, the, the party, the hits, he kept going. I believe in a division of people who've been ostracized. Coming to the well. Yay! I see white folk and black folk. I see queer folk and straight folk. I see rich folk and poor folk. Coming from the back. To the well of justice. I mean, what's going on? This is, uh, it reminds me of the Blues Brothers. Remember Jake and Elwood? And then all of a sudden, John Belushi sees the light and he starts doing those flips. It's, it's right out of that. Uh, he wrote a very silly op-ed in today's New York Times where, yeah, he's talking about all kinds of racism, including, including environmental racism, that killed, he says, his two grandmothers. They died from cancer. Uh, no real supporting evidence. Uh, lots of grandmothers died from cancer. Did they smoke? Anyway, not a serious man, but he's going to be, unfortunately, around for a long time. You really need to see the video that goes along with that to fully appreciate it. And it looked like every one of the 443 people that voted for him showed up at his little rally. If you have the Newsmax app, you can go back and watch any show on demand anytime and at Newsmax.com as well. I would highly recommend you do that. And we've been talking about this for a few days now. Leaked intelligence documents that appear to be highly classified U.S. military documents showing up on the internet. A new Washington Post report says the leaker is in his 20s and worked on a military base. The report says that person shared several documents a week beginning last year with a group of people on Discord. That's that chat room uh, that's popular with gamers. Former U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. John Bolton spoke about it with Eric Bowling. Sir, can you weigh in on these documents? I you know, no laughing matter here. These classified documents, some say what is leaked and maybe what is to come. It could be as bad as the Ed Snowden leaks. Yeah, look, the, the, what we know so far is already very troubling, and, and uh, it's entirely possible there's more to come. I would say this, though, although I acknowledge the, the uh, great likelihood is this is a security problem at the Defense Department or something involving the U.S. government, there, there are enough anomalies about these documents, at least as reported in the press uh, and the visuals we've seen, to, to lead me to wonder whether there's not at least part of this some kind of disinformation operation here. And, you know, that's not inconsistent with actually leaking real American secrets. Uh, one way you give credibility to disinformation is to embed it with a lot of stuff that's true. So we may have both problems. Uh, and I think uh, all that says is 
people investigating this leak, trying to find out what exactly happened, uh, need to be working 24-7, and whatever resources it takes ought to be applied. Time is not on our side as this goes unresolved. No, one of the things, uh, Mr. Ambassador, one of the things that leaked or some of the information that leaked was that um, allegedly Egypt was looking to fortify Russia with up to 40,000 rockets in the UAE and others were looking to help uh, Russia. Meanwhile, that's against that's counter uh, to what our own State Department is trying to do with Russia. Your thoughts? Right. Well, th this is actually a pretty good example of something uh, that might be true, uh, but it might be disinformation. And I'd have to say this. If the government of Egypt thought that it could secretly manufacture and ship 40,000 rockets to Russia, uh, it's one of the worst mistakes they've made uh, in recent history, because ultimately we would have found out about it, as perhaps we did, and it will have a terrible effect on our bilateral relations. So I wonder if this is uh, that one should ask, and this gets into counterintelligence that uh, is like going into a hall of mirrors, who, to whose advantage would be to make up this story? To whose advantage was it to leak the information if it's true? Uh, these are all questions that sitting on the outside, it's very hard for us to answer. Former U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. John Bolton on the balance with Eric Bowling last night. In other news, Indiana State Police say a man who opened fire on officers last night and then barricaded himself inside an apartment is dead. State Police spokesman says the gunman fired hundreds of rounds with a rifle at officers who fired back, eventually killing the man. None of the police were injured, fortunately. And don't forget, Newsmax TV is available on most major cable systems like AT&T, Comcast, Xfinity, DirecTV, Dish, Verizon, Fios, and many others, as well as popular platforms like Apple TV, Roku, Pluto, and more. And as I just mentioned, make sure you download the Newsmax app on your phone so you can watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime. Thank you, as always, for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Check out some of the other great Newsmax podcasts as well. Enjoy the rest of your day and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.